Well, hello and welcome once again to Raging and Eating. This is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi, owner and executive chef of the Raging Skillet in New York City. And here we are, June. June is generally a pretty great month as far as I'm concerned. It's the beginning of summer, thank God, but it's not the hot, miserable, humid, you know, blasting steam from the concrete summer that we can get in July and August. It still feels like spring, still has a breeze, but you can go around in your shorts and your t-shirt. You know, it's kind of the best of all worlds. But also, June, for most places in this country, except for Florida, is Pride Month. And whether or not you're gay, whether or not you love someone who is gay, whether or not you're cool and open-minded or backwards and square, it's a pretty cool month and a lot of cool things happen in June. And certainly it's a month to celebrate diversity and being yourself and being out loud and proud and all that kind of stuff. I have to admit though, I have been living in a bubble because in New York, pride is just such a great time rainbow flags everywhere businesses are making a fortune on pride money we've got the parade we've got dances we've got all kinds of great things that i start to forget that you take two steps out of manhattan and it's not quite like that everywhere you know or two steps out of brooklyn too i mean if you are a young maybe a 17 year old gay person on your last year of high school starting to really come into yourself and get to know yourself and want to celebrate yourself, but you happen to be living in Florida, watching uh, rules like don't say gay get passed and pride events getting shut down and, you know, you might be feeling pretty darn uncomfortable, maybe even a little suicidal, you know, and there's plenty of other places in the country like that too, and it's just sad. Here we are in 2023. I mean, the fact that people still don't understand that love is love, it's hard to fathom. So maybe you're listening to me and you're one of those people and you don't get it. And you feel like because you were born and you're happy with the sex you were born into and you're happy to love someone of the opposite sex, you know, and maybe, you know, maybe you're white and privileged and you have money. There's all sorts of maybes. Maybe you just don't get what it feels like to not be happy in the sex you were born into. To not be happy to want to make love to someone of the opposite sex. To not have any money. To not be white. To be impoverished. There's a million things maybe you don't get. But why can't you just expand your mind? Just open your heart and soul and try to be a decent person and let other people live and let live. Live and let love, baby. Live and let love. Just get over yourself. Life is too short. One thing I certainly learned in 2022, after four people I love died in one year, that's like a world's record of Chazarai, is that life is short and we need to live every minute of it. This gay pride is going to be kind of a loaded dice for me because it falls on June 25th. It's a very important day to me. I 
always liked, I used to always march in the gay pride parades and with my gang, my East Village Lower East Side gang of sisters from Sandwich Sister Sundays, Brenda and Marguerite, and all the East Village tattooed and wild girls, we started having a float. And my friend Diga said it was the first ever lesbian float. I didn't know that, but it's kind of cool to know we made her story. So we started having a float. We did that three or four years in a row on a flatbed truck. And there was nothing more exhilarating than all that screaming and cheering as we made that bend around into Sheridan Square. Pure exhilaration. And, you know, the last four or five years or ten years, I'm not sure how long, I haven't been marching in the parade. But I've been applauding and clapping and showing up with my signs Gay chefs sizzle, gay chefs do it with sauce, gay chefs sauce it up. It's always something like that. And sometimes I'll make signs for my friends. Like I had one friend who wasn't gay but had a crush on Mary Louise Parker. So I made her a sign that said, I'm not gay, but I would be for Mary Louise Parker. You know, kind of fun stuff. It's a good feeling. Last year on Gay Pride, um, which last year I believe fell on June 26th, Uh, The day before Gay Pride, my sister had passed away, shockingly and suddenly. And it was very surreal. I kind of forced myself to trudge over to the parade with a mask on and dark sunglasses, probably the most gloomy, doomy person there, just to try to be a part of the Pride moment. But my heart was far from in it. And this year on Pride... It'll actually be the one-year anniversary of my sister's death, so I don't know. Half of me feels like I should go and shout all the louder because my sister, my sister had a lot of issues and a lot of problems, and she suffered with a lot of torment in her life. But there's some things that she really had down more than anyone else I knew, really which is she had a live-and-let-live attitude that I wish the whole world had. So she wasn't gay, but she loved gay people, and she loved gay pride. She was always after me. Let's go to gay pride. I love lesbians. Lesbians are just like me. They hate men, and they want to get revenge on them. She was always mad at one of her boyfriends or another. Anyway, she loved gay pride. She loved that there was a gay community. She loved rainbows. She loved all of that. And she was certainly not gay. So in a way, in honor of her, I probably should hoot and holler all the louder. But I keep you posted. I'm going to try to trudge out for the parade for my own soul, for my own sake. But maybe also to do a little extra hooting and hollering for my sister. She wouldn't like that. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it for you, sweetie. I'll take you with me. So, yeah, my heart's a little heavy, this pride. And today I just went to the memorial of the wondrous and wonderful Barbara Beck, who worked with me for about 18 years, I think. And she was such a dynamo. 84 when she passed, or I think a few weeks before her 84th birthday, But she ran circles around all of us. We would all be sort of half dead in the kitchen. And she would come in with all this energy. She had just played two games of tennis or had a Pilates class. And she'd be like, oh, darlings, I just had the most fabulous tennis game. 
she really could not be dragged down. She refused to get depressed. She refused to be laden and heavy and dragged down by the burdens of life. She wanted to live. And more than anyone I ever met, she really truly lived, constantly traveling, following her heart for love and romance right to the very end. And so her memorial was a beautiful thing, full of love. Her relatives, her friends, her co-workers became people who had known her since they were seven years old, people who had only known her for a year. We were all there honoring her. And all of us kind of said things very differently and the same, that this was a person who was strong and proud and lived life and valiant, really, 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 truly lived and was never one to turn away from adventure and opportunity. If you had a great idea for a great thing to do, she was there. She wasn't going to waste a moment of her life. And I would say that she was probably a great icon to think of this gay pride. So, Barbara, I, I have marched with you, the Women's March, and that was a wondrous thing for sure. But I don't think I've ever marched with you at a gay pride, interestingly enough. But I think I'll think of you on gay pride when I'm hooting and hollering. So I give two hoots for myself three hoots for my sister Yaya, and three hoots for Barbara Beck, this pride, out loud and proud. So I'm thinking about all these things. I feel invigorated by the memorial that we had for Barbara today. It's interesting. I'm not leaving feeling down and depressed. I'm leaving feeling like I've just spent, oh, I guess about five hours celebrating, truly celebrating a life of a wondrous woman who really and truly lived. And I guess I feel inspired and uplifted. So I'm going to walk away with some lessons, this pride, whether you're gay or straight or man or woman, whatever you are, this pride, let's all just try to live in our true self, be who we truly are, I mean, think about it. Maybe you are, you know, someone who appears rather dull. A straight white man, middle class, office job. You know, kind of just going through the motions, never making any waves. But deep inside, you're different. Maybe you're different because you really, really, really would love to wear women's clothing once in a while. Or maybe you're different because you really, really, really just want to wear a purple hat every day or maybe you're different because you want to dye your hair pink or maybe you're different because you just are you know however your freak flag flies but you hide it you don't face it you just hide your eccentricity so this pride how about if you fly your freak flag fly it high baby dye your hair pink if that's what you want to do You know, if you want to wear women's clothing and you don't want to lose your job and you're too scared, then go on a vacation and do it there. Go out to a nightclub and do it there. You know, you can just be yourself. Just celebrate who you really and truly are. And if you are gay or bi or queer or trans or any of the bountiful things celebrated this Pride Month, then I say, 
Yeah, baby. Fly it high. Fists in the air. Be queer. Be here. And they can just get used to it out loud and proud. So, yes, this is supposed to be a food show. And yes, I'm talking about everything except for food. But you know what? Food is love, or it should be. And love is love. And Pride Month should be a whole month dedicated to love. So, coming into that, I've been lucky enough to put a lot of love into the food I've made. In general, but especially, especially since COVID came in. I guess I've been trying to even out all of that loss with lots of love as best I can. And it's interesting how the smallest things can get infused with love. Like we just did this bar mitzvah. It was a lot of fun. With, it was actually a lot of work. Was, uh, things happening at the same time. Hors d'oeuvres and buffet and this and that. But it was a lot of fun. And people loved the food. And I love that everything could just get infused with a little extra love. So I'll give you an example. The bagel buffet was bagel and cream cheese and smoked salmon. Nothing unusual about that. But then we made a beautiful vegetable cream cheese and a beautiful scallion cream cheese. And the salmon also got lemon and onion and radish and tomato and cucumber and capers. And there were freshly baked bagels of every kind, including gluten-free. Just kind of elevated it to love. And the hors were anything but mundane. I did my famous barbecue brisket that I've talked about. But we did it in a Chinese steamed bun. I mean, that was the most fabulous hors d'oeuvre you could have. And then there's an hors d'oeuvre that everyone loved that was fairly simple and yet really delicious. We just took boneless chicken thighs, cut them into cubes, sort of like inch-sized cubes. And then I made a marinade, which was a puree of rosemary and thyme and parsley and scallion and garlic and olive oil. We marinated the chicken in that. And then we grilled the chicken. And we took artichokes out of the can, drained them, cut them in half, tossed them in olive oil, salt and pepper, and grilled the artichokes. And then I made a sauce where I took basically that similar marinade. I pureed rosemary and parsley and scallion and chives and garlic, some cumin and coriander and salt and pepper, a little bit of all of that gorgeous stuff, but also some charred tomato paste and some balsamic vinegar glaze. And I got this great sun-dried tomato feeling sauce. And after the chicken was grilled, we tossed it in the sauce and then we skewered it with the artichoke. So you had a grilled chicken and artichoke brochette, delicious. Now I've been making variations of that for years. One more simple one is just to get black olive tapenade and you grill your chicken, marinate it however you want to marry it. Marinate it, you could do also oil and vinegar and mustard, whatever floats your boat when you're making grilled chicken, however you like to marinate it. Cut it into cubes, grill it, skewer it, grill the artichoke. But if you have the black olive tapenade, you can toss the chicken in the black olive tapenade, or you can put it in a piping bag or a squirt bottle and just kind of zigzag it across the chicken and artichoke brochettes after they're secured. It's a yummy, yummy thing. And everyone loved it at this bar mitzvah. There was some serious pigging out happening. And we had all the usual suspects, of course. Kosher Hebrew National, pigs in the blanket. Everyone loves it. 
little baby knishes with a zigzag kind of Jackson Pollock design of a mustard that I love to make where I take grain mustard and Dijon mustard and then I take French's yellow mustard. I mix all three and I give it a little honey to sweeten it up and a little drizzle of gluten-free tamari and it just makes this great mustard dip and we'll zigzag that across the baby knishes. People went mental for it. Honey, baby, let me tell you. So, just putting a lot of love. Even when we made the vegetable cream cheese and the scallion cream cheese, I had my sous chef, Jeremy, who I like to call Jeremiah because I like saying it, even though it's not his name. And I gave him my recipe, and he followed it and seasoned it up beautifully. So basically to make a very fine, fine dice of red bell pepper and a fine dice of carrot peeled first, of course. And then you put the pepper and the carrot in the food processor in my esposa, my wife. Give it a couple of pulses, not too much, because you don't want to make red, you know, from the pepper. You don't want to turn everything red. Then you put your cream cheese in and you give it some garlic powder and some celery salt and some salt and some white pepper and maybe even a little itty bit of onion powder and a few pulses more and you get the tastiest vegetable cream cheese you ever had. And for the scallion cream cheese, pretty much same thing. Super thin sliced scallions, a couple of pulses in the food processor, add the cream cheese, season it up. Definitely it wants garlic powder. Onion powder is optional. You want to give it some salt, and I also like celery salt and some pepper. It's a beautiful thing. There you go. You're done. Gorgeous. Have that on a bagel with your salmon. You know, it's a special thing. A little bit of extra love. So, in honor of Pride Month, in honor of Yaya, my sister, in honor of the great and magical Barbara Beck, I choose to live my life authentically, to be who I really am. Whatever that is, I'm discovering it every day. Every day I wake up and I learn something else I didn't know the day before. So that gets incorporated into the mix, as we all do. Like, I just found out I really like eating sliced radishes. I had no idea. You know, I always kind of was like, ugh, who wants the bite of radishes? But it turns out if you slice them thin enough, they're pretty great on just about everything. I've been munching on them nonstop since that bar mitzvah. Now, a couple of years ago, I discovered the same radishes are sweet and yummy and delicious when you roast them. But I digress. You know what I mean. So I've had all sorts of adventures over the years on Gay Pride. But I'll never forget my first Gay Pride. So I was in New York City living in Crown Heights, Brooklyn in 1981. It was a very dangerous time to be living in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, especially if you're someone like me, who I was from the Jersey Shore. I thought I was a little toughy. I'm like, look at me. I got pink drinks in my hair, man. I'm so tough. Uh-uh. Moved to Crown Heights. Forget it. I wasn't the least bit tough. I was completely terrified. And in Jersey, at that time, in the late 70s, early 80s, you could really get beaten up for being gay, for being out about it. It was terrifying. And yet, when I got to New York, it seemed like the rules changed. So my friend Rodney, I was so delighted to have a bonafide gay friend in Crown Heights. He was my savior. 
he took me to my first gay pride march in New York City. And I'd never seen anything like that. My thousands and thousands of people dancing on floats and waving flags and lesbians on motorcycles and drag queens dancing to disco. And it was just, oh my God, I still have the feeling, the butterflies in my chest. It was like, I would say like a dream, except I never could have even put together that dream because it was so much more fabulous, so much more beautiful. And something inside me started to stir because up until that point, I still wasn't saying that I was gay. I was saying that I was bisexual. It's nothing against being bisexual, but I really, really hated going out with men, like dreaded it, like a root canal. And I really, really loved going out with women, like loved it, like an ice cream sundae with chocolate and caramel and everything, you know? So... Root canal, ice cream sundae, I mean, that doesn't sound bisexual, right? But I wasn't really at the point where I could say it, I guess, because I was raised Orthodox Jewish, and, you know, it was different. It was so different then. It was a whole different world then. And thank God we've evolved. But being at that first gay pride, wow, it was just magic. And so Rodney started coaxing me. And I leaned over, I whispered in his ear, I said, Rodney, I I think I'm gay. And he was like, girl, are you for real? You need to get over yourself right now. You are the gayest person I know. And next to me, of course, darling. He goes, you need to shout it out loud to the world. And so I got a little louder. I said, "Uh, uh, um, I'm gay. (laughs) No, not cutting it. Well, He was just disgusted. He was like, I'm not even going to march with you. You're so lame. I'm out of here. I'm going to go be with some people who have pride. The whole world is out to get us. People want to hurt us. How can you ever get through that if you don't love who you are, if you don't embrace who you are, if you don't let yourself fly high? Anyway, he finally talked me into it, and I shouted out I'm gay so loud. Well, I thought the whole world would just stop and turn around and look, you know, but... Of course, it was so loud at that parade, nobody heard me. Except for maybe one drag queen kind of gave me a look. But it doesn't matter, it was out. It was out of me into the universe. And there it was. And from that point on, I've never, ever, ever gone back in. If I was in the closet, forget it. The closet was smashed to smithereens. I'm not saying it's always been easy to be out and proud and loud and everything I want to be. I've been attacked several times in my life just for kissing a woman in public, just for walking, holding a woman's hand. Um, So I know what that feels like. But I also know what it feels like to live a life that's not yours, to live a life in hiding and shame, to let the oppressors and the monsters and the evil people and the racists and the homophobes and the really, really ignorant push you down and shove you into a box so that you're afraid to just be who you are. And that's not life. Life is for living. So, in honor of pride, in honor of my sister Yaya, Yaya, I'll always love you. Thinking about you so much right now. In honor of the great, ooh, motorcycle. I'm going to take that. 
hear the loud motorcycle outside, I'm going to take that as a, as a, as an omen that I'm on the right track. Vroom, vroom, dykes on bikes. You know what I mean? Anyway, in honor of the great and magical Barbara Beck, I choose pride. I choose to wave my rainbow flag high to the world. So wherever you are this month, whoever you are, just open your heart and open your soul. Be who you truly are. Live in your skin. Don't shove anyone else down for being different than you. Live and let live. And let freedom, let freedom take over. You say that you love America, land of the free, home of the brave. Well, if that's true, then actually follow through. Let gay people be gay. Let queer people be queer. Let trans people be trans. Let the world just be. Let people love who they want to love. You know what I mean? Get over yourself. So, I think in honor of pride, I'm going to make a special sign this year. I was thinking I would, I would, was going to do my usual gay chef sizzle, but I've done that too many times. So I think my sign this year is going to be gay, twice as gay in Florida. Kind of got that one. And the other one is going to be like, gay is not contagious, but pride is. And it's true. I'm proud. I'm passing it on to you. And you pass it on too. Let it be totally contagious. Let's let the whole world ride on our pride ride. It's our pride ride, baby. Thinking about the gang that I was on the float with all those years. One year we didn't know what to call ourselves, so we called ourselves Garden Variety Dykes. And one year Marlena Dietrich died, so we named the float after her, Queen Marlene. Anyway, it was just wonderful and awesome. And... I don't know. Oh, to be young again, right? Except, you know what? Why wait? You know what? We're always young. We're young at heart. Barbara Beck never stopped being young. At 84 years old, she was kicking ass in tennis and Pilates and everything else, dancing, running circles around us. So live, truly live in your bones. Be who you are, baby. You know what I mean? So I think I'm also going to be cooking up some gorgeous food in honor of pride. I'm on a, I'm on a kick of making hors d'oeuvres, all kinds of crazy hors d'oeuvres. You know, you can make an hors d'oeuvre out of just about anything. Next time you have some leftover Chinese food, check this out. Let's say you have a leftover chicken stir fry, some sort of Chinese chicken stir fry thing. Well, instead of, you know, reheating it and just having more Chinese food, you can make it into a taco. What do you think about that? Just go out and get any sort of a tortilla chip. If you can get the scooples that are like a little cup, you could put your leftover Chinese chicken in the cup and then serve it with a spoonful of salsa, and that would be the most incredible hors d'oeuvre, leftover Chinese chicken tacos. Check it out. You can make hors d'oeuvres out of anything. Let's say you have some tofu. Well, you cut it into cubes. Marinate it, maybe give it a little tamari, and a little oil and marinate it. And then you can stick it in the oven. You could try searing it on all sides, but easier, you could just stick it in the oven and bake it. Be kind of nice. You slice it into thin slices, kind of like you're treating it like a piece of meat. And then you get whatever, like a, either a tortilla or Mary's crackers. You know where Mary's crackers are, they're great. Or you can get some rye bread or pumpernickel bread and use a cookie cutter to cut a little circle 
out of the rye or the pumpernickel. Put your slice of tofu on that. And then you give it a little dollop of mustard and some sauerkraut. Maybe take some pickles and cut them into a little confetti. And you've made a tofu, a little open-faced tofu Reuben. It's kind of a great hors d'oeuvre and people will love it. And totally vegan. Check that out. People would just be really turned on by that. But I digress, par usual. Anyway, happy pride to you, however you celebrate. I hope you have a great month. And I hope you open your heart and soul to people that are different. This is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi, for raging and eating. And as always, food is love, and so are you.